culture collides with hip hop. Tell them it one more time. Some hip hop shit. The strength of a Jedi in the code that we live. And welcome to On Some Hip Hop Shit. This is B. Schultz, a.k.a. Brando Calrissian, a.k.a. Brandon Digital, a.k.a. the man to the left of Chase Conley. Oh, man. A recurring ne'er-do-well. Yeah, I seem to make my way here somehow, otherwise. <laughs> I think so, it's just your cool factor, bro. There it is. I'm welcome, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate the invite. Man, good to have you. Of course. Back in the stud. I'm to the I'm to the left of the homie Nick Aarons. Since hey, we are passing going? around invitations. Hey, there it how's it going? Good to be here. Very or good to be here. Introductions, excuse me. Indeed, and uh, Nick, uh, first time joining us. Yeah. Video game developer. Yep. All around fucking hustler. <laughs> as I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> slash want to be, yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool motherfucker. It's easy. It just falls under that umbrella. There it is. It makes Mar- it much easier for me. Marketer extraordinaire. Sometimes, sometimes not. <laughs> fucking yeah. podcast vet. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We're in the presence of a podcast vet. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah. First, first, didn't know what podcasts were until I was on Nick's podcast. So, you know. <laughs> it's exactly. a good episode. I've, and I have unreleased podcast shows complete shows featuring you as well you do man yeah. i'm probably sure i'm pretty sure i'm running my fucking mouth so <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting story it's a good one nice yeah man well uh if you if you're not familiar um check out chase at at saint chase on the gram where can i find you nick i'm a uh, robot pants on everything but i'm uh Sparse on the updates. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, all right. Yep. All right. Don't feel bad, man. Me too. <laughs> Gonna keep you, keep you one more. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Brevity is the soul of wit, you know. So. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't have as much to say as I used to. Yeah. I used to have a lot of stupid things to say. It's hard, right? I don't have any smarter things to say. I'm just trying to say less stupid yeah. things. Stupid shit. Yeah. 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 Gotta keep a cap on it sometimes, yep. you know. Exactly. I mean, you know, sometimes it's, you know, I used to find myself like, uh, I wouldn't say forcing conversation or forcing anything, but when I listen to, if I, if I had the ability to listen to myself in retrospect, I'd be like, Yo, man, just shut the fuck up. Yep. That's how I feel about myself. <laughs> no, yeah, well. that's totally it. You I, know. Just, I lurk now on the internet mm. and see what other people are saying. I'm mm. like, I'm just not going to say anything. That's been a theme for me this week because mm. yes. we are because of, we brought the Knights of the Round Table here um, mm. for the express purposes of talking about um, the strife that's going on in mm. our country. Um, this is We're recording this on Friday, mm-hmm. July 8th. And shortly after all the travesty and uh, senseless senselessness, right. yeah, yeah, very, very yeah. much so. And right. um, uh, if I may say, baiting into uh, baiting into p- 
people acting in a way that will bring on tyranny from our government, which is and just, the opposite of what we want. It's it's uh, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. It's horrible. And Chase and I were up last night talk, texting about this till like a.m. Yeah, and um, just talking about being in tears and frustration and like mm-hmm. um, you know, Very I, much so. I kind of feel like it's it's not even just anger anymore. It's like it's like a it's like a unstable cocktail of emotions yeah. it's, that, it's that pretty much transcended beyond uh, uh, that. Yeah, pretty much every kind of negative emotion that exists right now is just in a blender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't know how to approach it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It, it is not a precedent not to take the floor from you. No. I apologize. But I, but I just, because we had this conversation last night, uh, yeah, man, you know, uh, you know, I consider myself as, uh, thorough as they come you know uh, I'm an honest guy but I will say that yesterday I was genuinely hurt mm-hmm. by the things that went on the things that transpired um, uh, as I was prior to that you know this is not different uh, it just so happened that uh, I went to work yesterday at about 7 a.m. I was there by myself and I think the isolation you know and my ability to rewatch all these things over that, and over over and over you're not even so much so the first time just taking them in as uh it's different you know i think there's a a sobering aspect whenever you consume these things in your your place of business you know because your place of business is supposed to be the thing that exists outside of that you know yeah. that transcends all yeah. that at least we hope you know yeah. Yo, man, I was genuinely, genuinely brought to tears, you know. Uh, I, I can't say that I've ever felt that way in any other. I've felt that way in some circumstances. I can right. remember them. I remember Aliyah dying. I was a child. I mm. didn't really feel. I wasn't a child, but I didn't know why I felt that way, you know, mm. just in touch with it, and it was some real shit. But this was real. Yeah. I can't even equate the two. This yeah. was uh, not even disappointing. It was... And beyond disheartening, it's, mm-hmm. that's the cocktail of emotions. It's yeah. not. I didn't know how to feel. Right, and you know, we we we're talking about uh, you know lyric dissection and how that stuff manifests in music. It's mm-hmm. it's how do you pick something like that right now? Yeah, like how it's do you how do you boil it down into? It's I think even two days ago it was anger. Mm-hmm. Right, it was. Especially with Minneapolis, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm born and raised in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. If you know anyone from, from Minneapolis, we're like we're like New Yorkers with our pride, but we're just not as pushy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still pushy, but not as pushy, mm-hmm. um, and we don't compare everything to LA. But um, it, you know, when this stuff happens, it's so hurtful. But when it happens to something that you can picture in your mind perfectly, mm-hmm. that you have emotional connections to, right. it's like the dagger goes in deeper. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, the Minneapolis stuff was like, you know, I didn't sleep the whole night and mm-hmm. I just sat there thinking about, you know, um, the people of the city that I love, the hurt that they're going through. This, <clears throat> You know, we've unfortunately are seeing way too many mm-hmm. of cases like this. And for now, for an, a second one to happen, in a city that Within I 24 hours well not but just in the last year there's been mm-hmm. two in Minneapolis oh yeah and, I, mean, I was and, talking about in terms of major media yeah, oh, of yes course, absolutely yeah. yes I and, agree as well which I'm well aware of as yeah well. and it's it's you know it's um, I've I grew up in telling people this is an amazing city it's a peaceful city it's a loving city this is a city where the churches wave pride flags 
mm-hmm. happily and openly. Right. And now, you know, and to be disconnected now being in L.A. Right. and seeing that stuff, it's like, you know, I just sit up at night. I don't do anything. I'm not doing things. I'm not getting work done. I'm not watching TV. I'm not even tweeting. I'm just doing nothing mm-hmm. because my mind just doesn't know how to handle it. And it was like, crazy. Just, uh, like last night, I, I was I was totally displaced and... You know, this is something that's very close to me growing up in the South, knowing exactly what it means um, to the fullest, you know, um, to the utmost. Uh, And it even makes it even more relevant that I think that it was total, I wouldn't even call it coincidence. I would say that just, you know, water attracts water in the sense that Nick randomly reached out to me at a random time in the morning um, Mm. when I was up and uh, couldn't sleep, could not think about it. I have deadlines galore. Hmm. Well, I was, I was on my rare lurking on mm-hmm. social media. I was We were mm-hmm. just kind of in like a comment thread. Mm-hmm. And, and you saw, and, did you yeah, see that yeah. random crazy bigot that just popped yeah. their way into my shit? And uh, oh, sure. it was, it was uh, you know, you can go back and read that thread. It was just very interesting because this mm-hmm. person was friends with a lot of people on mm-hmm. a world level. Mm. that uh you know because the world is so small now we all draw inspiration from each other and she was a mutual friend of a ton of people Mm. whom i not only respect gather inspiration from you Mm -hmm. know which are two separate things you know Uh, it it was for me it wasn't sobering it was normal for them it was very sobering and Mm. on the heels of that you know nick hit me up and uh we just i think we talked about like an hour maybe two hours just he has talked about it and um it was frustrating it was frustrating well that governor we talked about right at the end of it yo man the governor of minnesota dude he was the only fucking person Mm -hmm. i have seen in a position of political power that said it in plain spoken English. Obama has not done that. Now he has, as of last night prior to the shooting, stated some facts. We all know the facts, you know? Mm-hmm. If, if everybody stated the facts, then they would understand like black on black crime is an illusion, you know? It, it all exists. If you want to talk statistics, you know, yeah, yeah that's that's nothing. Most white of, on white crime, crime is the same yeah, thing. It's it's, it's it, but they they isolate right, on that. Right. You know, they want to sure. think about that type of shit. Well, but the, it, the, and the problem with statistics is you can make a corollary absolutely from one thing to pretty much you can be like anything cheese toast and tr- and trains. Yes, you can make a statistic about that yeah. if you want. Right. You know, right. anyone can dig that up. Right. Yeah, but he didn't say anything. He said it right. Yeah. He is the first person in power. I can think of within my lifetime, I think, that has said it in plain spoken English the first time out yeah. with, without any kind of like uh, uh, coercion. Right. Nothing. Prompting. Yeah. None of that. That's and uh, I felt good about that. And I thought it was symbolic that uh, a man whom I consider a good friend of mine happened to reach out to me mm. coincidentally while that was happening simultaneously yeah and and that's why um it's interesting how stuff i mean this is not this podcast you know exists in the social media world we Mm -hmm. don't talk about social media you know Mm -hmm. as as a topic that often Mm -hmm. but um i saw your your post Mm -hmm. on social media and that's why i reached out to you you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because i could tell Mm -hmm. shit was fresh yeah, it was very real for me. Yeah, and it hurt me. You know, mm. and I'm hurt by it. You know, mm. um, I care about everyone. 
Mm-hmm. I care about everyone in this room. I love, you know, and uh, and and it hurts me to know that the things that it's like. Okay, let me let me let me digress. I would say that. How long do you want me to wait? Mm. You know, my boy Ron. You know, Ron Wimberly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my homeboy. And he's, uh, I would say he's much more well-versed in many things in life than I am in terms of uh, education, in terms of uh, socio-political stuff. Um, And his reference points are awesome. And he posted this video. His shit is always right on time. It was a video of this guy, and he was like, how long do you want me to wait? My parents have waited. I'm 60 years old. I will not live another 60 years. Granted, this was 30 years ago. Mm. You know, it was filmed probably in the 80s, or early mm-hmm. 90s. Mm-hmm. My, my children have waited. You know, they their children will wait. How long can we wait, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's like, I love too much to wish harm on anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it hurts me to see that. Um, that is the reciprocation of that. But you know what? It's actually truly, it, it is that. And and if it really was a true, if it was real true retaliation, it would be much worse than that. But what I fear is the realization of that. Mm-hmm. And I fear that be, once that is achieved, once people really realize that's what it is, that it will become something uncontrollable to anyone and I fear for um, I have a 10 year old sister Mm -hmm. you know I was an only child I didn't really have any peer you know to really think about you know I was the only grandchild for a long time 13 Mm -hmm. years or something Mm -hmm. I fear for my sister Mm -hmm. I feel for I fear for our children you know because Mm -hmm. they're they don't have a before and after you know uh, one thing I think that is really important that I always bring up, we're the last generation that remembers what it was like to exist prior to the internet and post the internet. Right. You know, mm-hmm. We know exactly what life was like before the internet informed anything, and we know what life is like while the internet informs everything. I think that is a rare thing, and I think that we, maybe we just aren't accustomed to being able to articulate what it may take to make that transition. Maybe we're caught in limbo. Have you ever thought about that? What's interesting, I mean, and it's parallel to what you're talking about, so excuse me if I digress. No, but please. Oh, my, uh, we were talking about it as a family. I had uh, two, two daughters mm-hmm. um, who are young teenagers, mm-hmm. basically. And so we can have these intellectual conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that my wife said to my our oldest was, I feel like there's more racial strife in your upbringing than there was in mine. That's you not know? true, though. But I, that feeling... Mm-hmm. That feeling well, is the, palpable, and that feeling 
is real for mm. I think a lot of people. The transparency I is there. Think it, I think the it, accessibility, yeah, the accessibility of of the exactly. the the view of the bigot right. is there. Right, absolutely, it's yeah. on the surface level, but it has always been there. Absolutely, there's nothing that has changed. Well, that's on. That's one thing I will not let stand beyond that statement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. always been there. But uh, please, I'm sorry. Well, I was just gonna say it, it all ties back to the internet, right? I think. Yeah. I think transparency is a is a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. and I think both edges of that sword are very sharp Mm -hmm. at the end you know I think on the one hand you have um, the internet as I mean just taking a step back I think the internet is probably one of the best achievements we've ever made because Mm -hmm. it really in the end it brings out a level of you know accountability Mm -hmm. and honesty that you just can't hide from you can't really hide anymore Mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing like I think privacy is important but I think I think accountability is very important. It's but everything. I think the other side of that sword is that the 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 vocal few or not so few these days can reach anyone now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think the 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 perception that strife is worse now is because it's l- just louder. That's all the world is. is so loud Agreed. now. Mm-hmm. And every it, but you, you're both correct, right? The stuff that's happening right now, the people that are being shot by the police, the police that are being shot by terrorists, this stuff has has been, not, going, this has going. been happening for but forever. Now, but now, you know, it's it's there's almost like a corollary with medical science. People keep thinking more people are getting sick. We're not. Mm. We're just discovering more. We're learning more, and mm. we're being where the knowledge is growing exponentially. So the internet has that double-edged sword effect, right? So where there maybe that perceptions might feel like one for some person but for the other person feels like now you're seeing what I've seen the whole time mm-hmm. right and the interesting thing is that I feel like uh, you know why why I wanted to have everybody here today is because you know I saw myself in past you know Mike Brown you know uh, Ferguson um, all past issues of Black Lives Matter and even when uh, the Occupy Wall Street you know I'd find myself online in rabbit holes right and to be honest when I heard about Philando Castile I didn't watch the video you shouldn't but you know don't shy away from it I watch it it's your duty to watch it to know I don't what know what exactly happened, and 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 allow me to interject for okay. a second. I think that is very important, mm-hmm. and I think I told you the same thing last yeah, night. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. You watch it of, yeah. and watch it, yeah. and then watch it multiple times. Watch it. Watch this, uh, this, this, this strong black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, endure what she endured, and then watch a man take his last breath. You know. Yeah. And then watch this 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 murderer right outside his window with his gun drawn, and remember there was a child in the back seat. Right. That that's the part that the entire yeah. time when they shot mm-hmm. four rounds into a man who was carrying a legal firearm, mm-hmm. who notified them of his legal firearm, right? Who went to reach on their request for his identification, and should not be startled by a driver screaming mm-hmm. right because what happened was she I, and, and this is what i deduce this is totally opinion 
is has nothing to do with fact beyond the video you can see but uh, you could see but what i think I, I just feel like she's seen he already had his pistol drawn on him mm-hmm. and she told him not to reach because she might have known that that shit might have popped off mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but think about the calmness when you watch this video i want you to go back and watch it i want you to see her unflinching nature i want you to see how comfortable she is watching her boyfriend die in front of her being shot four times in the side uh an employee of the school system mm-hmm. you know uh the saint paul school system spoke out about it N- you know nick told me about last night about the the, the, the yeah. rally that they had and yeah. uh at the school that he worked at uh, i want you to watch that you know i want you to see you know because it, it will change your perspective on it and i also want you to watch uh the homie in louisiana you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to see this is an execution on tape. I want you to see the trigger happy nature of this police officer and I want you to see how it feels to watch you know two men yeah. two men um Oh no, I, two I, men like but no but like no seriously. And I understand that. But, to say, but I, think I want you to understand to, breathe, what, to watch them breathe their last breaths right. and then and then go back. Yeah. You know. But once you see the impact of it, there's they a go lot back of people and suspend that and exactly. then understand, you know. And and I think and there's a important. lot of people who have been watching this on a loop mm-hmm. and I feel like one of the people who was watching this on a loop was the guy who decided to go get his rifle oh. and take out You think you know, so? Uh, Dallas, Dallas, you think so? Dallas. Oh, I believe he was watching. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, the first when that shit first happened within I, the first five minutes. This is before even we even talked last night. Um, I feel like that shit is kind of suspect, bro. Mm. I think that, I think that there is first off, if you watch the video, the only video that they have, which is not conducive to any sort of evidence whatsoever beyond mm. the fact that a guy pulled up in a black SUV. Mm-hmm. He hopped out. He had a big ass brown jacket on, which you could tell he had body armor underneath. You could tell he had body armor underneath. Mm-hmm. You could tell he had a mask on. You could not see his face. Ambiguous, right? Mm-hmm. He get out of the car. He sees nobody. He hears somebody coming. There's rounds coming by. Tactical precision. He takes cover behind these pillars. He advances from where he's seeing rounds come from, right? Mm-hmm. This guy comes up, this cop, he watches him come up. He flanks this cop, point blank, sprays him. Okay, we got that on tape. Now let's think about what really happened. So this was an organized rally that just organized. It had just organized moments, an hour moments prior, before, right. moments before, mm-hmm. in an unexpected city that had nothing to do with anything, right? Mm-hmm. How did this sniper get high ground, know exactly where the police would be positioned, be able to spray on them, treating them like they're in the kill box, right? Mm-hmm. Get away. First off, you know every single chopper, it, like we live in L.A., right? Anytime anything happens, at least two or three of the choppers that LAPD has on hand will be here. They have a limited number of choppers. If you have a huge demonstration downtown, in an aftermath of some kind of shooting, you know you have as many choppers circling as you can. How can somebody take the high ground and know exactly where police are going to be positioned and then have the best high ground, at least enough to know that they won't be caught and they can make and get away? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of weird shit going on there, dude. And the thing is, it's like I'm, I'm not, not even I'm not even articulating yeah. the uh, the amount that I wish I could because sure. I've been drinking today and it's been a long day, man. I was up all night. You know, me and Nick were talking for a long time, sure, and I don't mean sure. to take the mic that long. I just no. feel like you know there's a lot to go on with that. Uh, and I'm not saying this or it's not a black dude or any kind of race that yeah. could have done that. You know, that's not there i just think that there's a lot of race baiting going on sure and of course what anybody would want would be uh um what's the word i'm thinking of um when you take over a city military control over oh, a city. oh like oh. martial law martial, martial law, law thank yeah. you you know i think martial law would be much more easy and then first off obama's passed laws already where it's almost um, always it's almost martial law halfway Mm-hmm. Now, right. you know, police have more rights to run into your house than they ever had, ever, you know? And I have a actual disappointment with the fact that he just cannot be plain spoken about it. After seeing the Minnesota governor yeah, be, the, yeah, be the first one to mm-hmm. come out and say what it was, to see Obama come on and and then say, I can't say but so much, but here's statistics. mm Bro, I'm disappointed in you. He's fought for gay rights. He's fought for so many rights. He has not fought for the rights of black people while he has been in during his tenure. I do not feel that. And I feel like he has a moral obligation to do so because of his the existence of his tenure alone right. no. propagates that that racial divide. You know, because it's like, oh, this mother, these motherfuckers ain't got this far, you know, and and it promotes that that radical that radical like radicalization of of their ideals, and yet you still won't be plain spoken about it. You know, I know your hands may be tied, you might be playing the long game, but you know what, man? Sometimes you gotta take it on the chin, and I have yet to see that. Is there's there's been a lot of um, shortcomings, I think that in the Obama administration over the last eight years that, I mean, we could, we could fill two podcasts yeah. with, mm-hmm. with just that. But name name mean, an administration literally. that didn't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those things where yeah. it's a pretty universal topic for yeah. all American right. politics. Right. Mm-hmm. What, what I was, what, and, and, and I think the reason why I picked on that, because one thing that is really close to me is mental health. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and especially in a black community, mental health is treated with unaddressed. a huge, huge stigma. Right, it's unaddressed. Yeah, unaddressed. Right, totally. It's, it, it's ignored. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is and not shoved shamed. in the corner yeah. and shoved in. It's the totally corner. shamed. Yeah. Right, and and so um, you know, part of the reason why I kind of processed the information the way that I did was like. I have to keep my mental health primary, you know, versus the information, you know, kind of overload that I know mm-hmm. I'm susceptible to, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not careful and True then that. I can't, I yeah. can't, you know, I, I, I went into work today and I felt like crying like the whole day. It was crazy, but I made it, you know, yeah. I might have not, you know, I might have not made it. Um, I very nearly just didn't go today. It was actually 
you know, I uh, awesome. I very nearly awesome. just well. just didn't go, and and but I couldn't find a legitimate reason for myself mm-hmm. not to go. Right. Like Agreed. I I, I kind of was like. I don't act. I don't actually personally have any reason not to go to work right now. Right. I just didn't like. I was just. It was, the the the. You know, you talk about not letting yourself fall into that. Right. I was. I woke up falling into it. Like I was halfway into the hole, mm. and I was like, I I, 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 I it'll, If I don't go to work today, right. it's actually a mistake, and it's gonna get worse. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like, um, you know, I think we talked until like. 3.30 yeah. or something and you know I'm, I'm trying to get to work at like 8 mm. but it would be uh, very selfish and super self-centered to take that upon my like to take that information and use it as a reason for me to not continue. do anything right. yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. like yeah. Uh, you know that's uh, come and I think, on I think you want to naturally yes. I think of course yeah. your yeah. emotions and your brain are, are, I mean, always at odds, right? They're always just fighting each other. And I think in a moment of, you know, I'll, I'll never, obviously, you know, no one's going to forget 9-11. But when that happened, I I laid in my bed for a week mm. and watched TV. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was one of those things where it was like, man, like, did I really just, like, fall into that hole? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now I'm trying, I mean, I'm of much more matured mind, I would hope in many ways, <laughs> at least some ways. Um, now it's, it's easier for that stuff when you're younger to manifest as confusion mm-hmm. and frustration and not, not understanding. And as you get older, I think it's easier for that stuff to manifest as anger. But then I kind of feel like as you get older than that, that stuff starts to manifest as this weird, like I kind of mentioned earlier, cocktail of emotions where you're, to be honest, my, the, mo- the best way to describe it is just deflated. Right. I just feel like the air is gone. Like, I just don't know what to say. I don't know how to even, I don't even know how to talk about it. Yeah. And I like, even right now, I just feel like everything I'm saying is just garbage Yeah. because I just don't like, I don't have, you know, I just don't, it's not, I was never, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for this shit. Like, I'll just say it that way. I did. I, when I turned 18 Mm. and I became an adult, no one told me, you know what I mean? No one. And, and I, I turned 18, you know, right, right after 9-11, like right after 9-11. So obviously I basically spent the first, you know, decade of my life where our country was at war. Yeah, same. And it's one of those things where, like your whole childhood flip the switch and you just you just you just don't have no idea how to work through yeah. it, you know. Yeah. I I mean it, the all the ironies of and going off of the information that has been put out there to us, but all the ironies of <clears throat> the alleged shooter being a uh, veteran of multiple tours of Afghanistan, the victims being veteran of tours of Afghanistan um, in the Dallas incident is like, it will make your brain into a wet noodle trying to figure yeah. out, you, you know, know, what, what I, I fear. Though. There's no, yeah. there's no, there's no clean answer for it. Though. Yeah. That's why. Well, what exactly. I fear, there's though, no simple answer. The, the, no. The, but see, it's like simple minds right. will achieve a simple answer. Right. They'll create an answer. As they always yeah. do. Yeah. Right. And that's what I fear. Mm-hmm. That is what we should all fear. Right. Well, I think, I think, I actually think fear drives those answers a lot of times too. Well, a lot of times, mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there are people <laughs> whose entire existence is cultivated off this fear they feel for yeah. whatever concept this 
institutionalized. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that only reinforces this weird perspective that they have. But in their mind, though, is so concrete. And coming from the South and knowing what that shit's really like is quite terrifying. Yeah, I yeah. think that everybody should be much more leery than they actually are. Right. Every and everyone, you know, not everyone. Yeah. No, that's a obviously oversimplification, but like people think they're right, and people think they're right mm. for I think honestly, especially this week, mm-hmm. for more emotional reasons than logical reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm I've always been a person very driven by logic. I, you know, I hear people say things that are clearly from the heart, mm-hmm. and sometimes I cock my head, going, "Well, that's not you know that doesn't work that way," mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And and you know, I think I think it's this week's extra scary because of just how much happened but you mix that with emotional charging and it's just again it comes back to that cocktail mm-hmm. like that cocktail is real uh it's it's dangerous it's mm-hmm. it's you know when you fix when you mix fear anger you know when people aren't thinking clearly mm-hmm. in a in a moment of uh of emotional you know charge i think you know, you you have a result that it, when is that ever outside of jazz music? When is I mean, that ever? When is there, that ever? Yeah, there's a good thing, never. Right? There's, it's never a good thing. Uh, I mean, outside of jazz, maybe hip hop. You know, which I mean, in creative really creative vision, and creative and, yeah, yeah. creative aspect. I mean, I think that's but, always a, a positive. But but but, ca- but chaos is so. Dude, man, that's not something you can harness. In um, you know, the thing about it this week. Um. This is one too many times when I think it hits the same note. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it's and, and it's getting more blatant. It's getting more indisputable. It's 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 and there's there's and, you know there's another story out out of here in California. Police shot a nineteen uh, year old kid who was he was belligerent and depressed, and their their statement was, um, well he 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 was unhappy with his life. Mm-hmm. So it's okay that we did this. Mm-hmm. Right. It's okay we shot. They, they, right. he, he was goading us into killing them. But, it, yeah. but same I, thing was, with uh, the Chick Fil A Corporation uh, this week. They released T-shirts that said uh, "Back Blue," "Back yeah. the Blue." Yeah. You know, I mean, you're talking about one of the most conservative. You know, they hated gay rights any when they first got here. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember right before I moved here, they were building that shit in Hollywood, yeah. right down the street from me. You know, and it's just like. I think I just I just fear what I fear is the boiling over because of these mass corporations that support and perpetuate this bullshit, pushing people to a brink. And I honestly, as a person who is still very much, I would never not be in touch with my culture. So let me recant that statement as a person whom I know has a actual finger on the pulse of what's happening there's something happening you know i don't know what it is but it's going to be big you know what i mean and it's not going to be a like a, a quote unquote sniper event you know it's going to be big it's going to get like we were talking about this earlier at dinner who i've been telling people about all week it's going to get worse before it gets better but it's going to get much worse and then at that point uh, that leaves you to define what's better you know, but um, and the thing is, is well, you know, you, you get to that, you get a week, a week like this week, 
Yeah. And you say, what's better? Anything. Right. And you know what it's mean? It's like you're at the point where it's like anything. But it's not, though. That's not, a, that's, not a, that's not an acceptable answer for me. I don't think that anything is better by any means. I don't think that this is worse. I think this is, uh, this is something that you can compartmentalize. You can quantify. You know, you have cause and effect. You can, you can, you can, you can compartmentalize that. But when, when certain things happen, they come out of nowhere, true catastrophe, we should fear that. You talk about 9-11 type of things, and we talk about on our own soil, yo. We've never fought a war on our own soil. But they're boiling this shit to the point that it's going to be civil war, you know? And then you got a shooter who I'm pretty sure... And I will say this with the utmost confidence. I'm pretty sure did not have anything in terms to do with like no Black Lives Matter movement or anything like that. I just feel like it was race baiting. I feel like it was to promote some kind of race war, promote tension and whatever the fuck you can. You know, I can't you know, I'm not trying to get my mind into the head of that shit. I'm just saying that that's where that's in the realm that it falls in for me. And um I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I also, I'm not delusional either. You know, right. it's very possible that it could be some random dude, yeah. you know? Yeah, but I understand what you're saying. It's hard not to feel like things are growing because, mm-hmm. I mean, well, they feel like things are growing, you know? And yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's, it's dark, but, I, you know, I, 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 I personally, just as a human being, I tend to, uh, I try to err on the side that, People are generally still good, you know. If you if you look at the 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 full number of people on this planet, that there's a lot of bad apples. But I really, you know, I was telling this telling you last last night, Chase, that like I just want to be able to walk down the street and say hi to somebody, like a stranger. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I have obviously like my own like social issues of like just talking to people sometimes. But like, I want to feel like that, you know. I mm-hmm. want to feel like I can walk down the street and just say hello to somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, especially. In LA, people kind of exist in their own bubbles. Oh, yeah. It's and it's funny, even sometimes when people are outside of the car, you could tell they're walking on the street, but they still feel like they're inside their yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're, 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 they're boxing their own reality. Right, they're yeah. boxing their own reality. Okay. Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, uh, you can, you can even like, get their attention and kind of jar them with like, you know, a hello. And then sometimes I think they're going to be like, what, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and I think, and I think it's, I do it all the time. Yeah. I do it all the time. Well, a good, a good friend of mine once described this city and I really like this analogy mm. as, you know, when, when you talk about like New York or Chicago right. or even San Francisco, like you walk down the street there, you're like, you're in the shit there. You're, there's, if you stop, people are going to run into you. But in L.A., you can stop on the sidewalk and no one's going to say anything to you. Right. You can stand there for an hour and no one will say anything to you. Mm-hmm. If you stop on the sidewalk within 10 seconds in New York, yeah. you're going to get shoved and right. say, you know, move your ass. Right. And um, but someone, so, so this, a friend of mine described the city once is that it's a bunch of tribes. Mm. And then we all kind of trek over and maybe trade or say hello once in a while. So I'm downtown. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in Venice. Well, we're yeah. clearly never going to hang out because... Right. Well, that's not possible exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Yep. It's, you know, yep. it feels very segregated, but it, sure. but yeah, it just feels like you can't just say yeah. hello. Yeah. How are you doing? You know, have a nice day. Like right. it's, and people, it, it does happen. I'm not saying that people are here are universally like, like in- introverted or anything like that. Right. But when it does happen to me, I'm like, oh, 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 
shit, hello. I'm sorry, I missed the cue. I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> yeah. Had I known, I would have high-fived you and exactly. you know done shooty guns or something like that. <laughs> but uh, it, it's definitely a city of, um, of uh, closed-off human beings. Absolutely. And, and Which is ironic, by the way, because everyone here is so potentially outgoing and in production and right. you know want to cr- want to be in front of everyone exactly. yeah yeah exactly uh i was in dallas last year um the black academy of arts and letters actually brought me out um to speak and i was so impressed um with downtown Dallas yeah most of the that's most what mostly what I saw I was only there right. for two days <clears throat> um but I was at the Omni Hotel which was you know kind of I guess you know almost ground zero for this event right a shooting event and um so everything when I was seeing the footage looked really familiar but one thing that struck me about Dallas was it did feel like there was um, a huge integration of civic and social resources. Yeah. Um, I know with the um, Black Academy of Arts and Letters, they uh, were granted part of the Civic Center, and they have this great stage. It's run by this man who's been a huge impact in the community for 30 years, Curtis King. He has kids programs. Erica Badu did her one-woman show down there um, and her own play. That's where she, the theater that she was raised in. I mean, it really felt like in everything that I've heard, like there was a great deal of equity being built up in between the police and the community. And for this to happen there of all places where the actual police force is, you know, given instruction in de-escalating incidents, which is LAPD is woefully behind in. Right. Um, You know, they were in many cases uh, model, you know, well, they used to be the worst. Right. Well, I was just talking about Dallas was almost a model for, de-escalation mm-hmm. training and uh, among police officers and well they did a good job yeah until whatever the fuck calamity well i mean before that, that happened yeah. people were yeah. talking about how i mean obviously people were throwing around words like it was peaceful but i think more importantly people were talking about how they felt in that demonstration that there was actual like you're saying collaboration like it didn't feel like it right. was a wall of security guards and a flow of water. It yeah. was, and it, it didn't, was, and it didn't feel like it was. Remember when they were in Baltimore? Right. They floated undercover officers. Yeah, they, they yeah. were inciting riots. Mm. Plainclothes officers right. were yeah. inciting Ferguson. riots. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. pushing because that. It wasn't like that. Their system yeah. was backwards. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. they're <laughs> they've been found pretty guilty of some pretty oh, terrible. Of course, inside. I mean, look at the uh, Freddie Gray shit. Yeah. Yeah. that shit. You know, that out of their whole shit. But Dallas, I feel like it wasn't like that. Like, no. think about that dude. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, Nick. Uh, think about the guy that uh, surrendered his weapon, right? Oh yeah, he who, was. who was the? This is an open carry state. Mm. Same as like Tamir Rice. Remember, he got killed. Yeah, open carry state. It's white men that will be in Chipotle and Burger King with fully loaded automatic weapons 
on their backs because they're legally able to yep. do that. No police were called. In that same state, Tamir Rice, 12-year-old black kid with a pop gun. They pull up on him. What the ha- What happens? They pull up on him within two seconds of yeah. the police opening the door. They open fire on a 12-year-old. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same state. Homeboy was in there with that BB gun. He watched it, he th- uh, and it, you know, with like, uh, or like a pellet gun or yeah, whatever the Walmart. fuck. In a Walmart, something you buy from Walmart. Yeah. He's looking at his product. He don't even know what's happening. He gets shot in his back by police officers. But you don't ever see that shit from no one else. Yeah. That's not black. Yeah. They can carry, they do open carry, they get in arguments. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's all right. You know, but the thing that disappointed me last night was the fact that the social media, like, yo, man, they could not wait to call Black Lives Matter people terrorists. Right. You know, they have never called any white person who has shot up anything a terrorist. Last night, the first thing Fox News did was call that dude who they had on tape a terrorist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they, and, and, and that's the thing that baffles me. It's like the semantics thing, you know. It's yeah. like you're, you're you're creating fear, knowing they're fear mongering. Well, the, the 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 one that gets me that I seem th- it's the, probably the, the one of the most careless ones being thrown around is people comparing Black Lives Matter to the KKK, which is insane and, and to it, me. It's 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 obviously and insane, that, and that, you know and you do irony. you do know that that is a like now that is the it's ridiculous. That's the actual yeah. like common denominator yeah, and, and, and that's what they equated to now and, and what's crazy to me is they're comparing a movement that is trying to raise voice and awareness peaceful. for a peaceful for a group of people that are suffering statistically are com- they're comparing, proven they're comparing that to a group of people whose motto and life goal is to do the exact opposite to the exact same group from of the people. beginning, dude. Like the irony on that is the size of Texas itself. Look at like it's Gone insane. with the Wind, man. They teach that. Sh- they teach that shit in Southern schools. That's a, that's a movie you watch in Southern schools. That's the birth of the KKK. Right. You know they teach that shit. You know the Grand Wizard of the KKK lives in my city where I grew up at, wow. in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And they teach that shit, and they they equate those two things, and it's yeah. like, oh, you, are you fucking kidding me? You know, and, and and that's the thing, man. At what point? And um, I'll, I'll be careful with my words. I would say that I should be because I'm careful with my thoughts. I don't have any one way about it. You know, I, it's a complicated issue. Uh, but at what point? Do you just stop asking, you know? Remember I asked you guys that question when I talked about what Ron, you know, one of those that post, one of those things he had posted up earlier, you know, and this, this older brother, this is probably back in like the 80s, 90s or something like that, it's a documentary, and he was like, how long must I wait? My parents have waited, you know? And uh, let me give you a, a real clear-cut indication. I come from slave blood. You know, um, I can trace my generations back to slavery from my mother to my grandparents to my great grandparents. And then it's slavery. You know, mm-hmm. they were coming out of the tail end of that. They were children of slavery. You know, I don't know anything else 
I don't have history beyond that. I've never met my father. He's an Ethiopian man, you know, from Africa. But I don't know that part of my family. I mean, my name is Chase Conley, you know. I don't know my family. I don't know anything beyond the, the three generations of my life, you know. And you asked me to understand, you know. Mm-hmm. You asked me to understand. You asked me to cope with. How long? How long? I've been taught to cope with forever. My parents have been taught to cope with forever. I've been nice to police, right? They've mm-hmm. chipped my teeth, you know what I'm saying? On my way to your podcast, they hit me up, put me on a, you know, they humiliated me right outside my house on the way to your podcast. Yep. You know? What is that story, Trey? Well, well uh, I just moved here, and it was nothing, it wasn't nothing big, it wasn't nothing crazy, you know. Cause uh, and 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 I will say this: uh, LAPD has not been bad to me. Mm. LAPD, like my car has been stolen twice. I've had things stolen from me. They've been right on it, you know. They are not bad at all. I've been pulled over by CHP officers. They were very fucking cool, you know. And that's the thing. But the thing is, it only takes one right. motherfucker to take your life. Exactly. It don't, and, you know, it's not about that. Like, I'm not condemning everybody. Right. I'm just saying that the likelihood of y'all motherfuckers being unstable is very fucking unpredictable. No, too high. And it's very high. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is I the, the only problem with the, you know, don't judge all the eggs in the basket issue is when people are dying. Yeah. yeah. You know. And why does that have to be? A, it's a little yeah. bit of a different Yeah, story. and it's why, why does that have to be the thing, you know? So what happened? I mean, it was quick, right? So, you know, I had just moved here, and I was leaving from Tip Mouse. And uh, Ryan, Ryan Keeley, you know, the, you guys were doing, uh, him and uh, Nick Aarons and Ryan Keeley were doing the Muff Said podcast with Brian Redman, and um, I was going to their podcast. Uh, I, you know, I was like, I didn't even know where I was going. I was just like, you know, never been to Pasadena before, just moved here. I was like, okay, and they do a beer of the day. Mm-hmm. Going to get a case of beer that I like. As soon as I pull into my garage in my spot, there's eight squad cars outside because there had been several cars stolen. Mm. So I pull out of my garage. I make a right turn. I look at them because there's eight fucking squad cars outside. Who would not look at them? <laughs> the flights are designed for you to see them. Dude, That's, there's yeah. eight squad cars outside. Yeah. Right. You're going to look and, at them. And it's L.A., everyone. Yo, everyone and there's street parking. Yeah. Everyone. Yo, we're in Hollywood, bro. Yeah. It's street parking on both sides of the street. They're right. blocking both sides of the street. Mm. I'm trying to figure out how to get around. Mm-hmm. My window's all the way down, bro. Mm-hmm. I ain't done nothing wrong. Right. Make a right turn. I get about 100 feet. Three SWAT cars pull up behind me. I make a left turn. They ain't pulled me yet, though. Uh-huh. They just get behind me. Mm. So I get to the 7-Eleven in Santa Monica. These motherfuckers just swarm me. Mm. Get out with their guns drawn, Shit. telling me to get out of the car. Yo, man, I just moved here to North Carolina. I'm thinking, like, yo, man, this shit about to be, this supposed to be the most liberal state in the union, right? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is this about? Mm. So run up. Homie's like, Put your hands out of the car. I'm like, yo, man, I just left my house, bro. What's up? Yo, I didn't ask you to speak to me. Pull me up out the car. 
yoke me about that bitch, right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I got a brand new hat on. I'm talking, yo, I know I'm about to be filming and shit. I'm about to be on, like, I watch Joe Rogan's podcast and shit. Uh-huh. So I'm like, yeah, I know I'm about to be on camera and shit. Let me get, let me at least, like, it wasn't even like I was super clean. I was just like, let me get a new little fitted. Let me mm. get a little, nice little shirt. I had Pookie on my shirt from mm. uh, New Jack City, though. Right. Smoking crack. That said America's dream <laughs> It was a new shirt though That shit was clean You are crispy I was crispy though yeah. right. Snatched me up out that bitch Knocked my hat off Cause they snatched me up out of my car mm. My little Honda Accord You know what I'm saying mm. Snatched me out that bitch He's like yo Why are you so nervous I'm not nervous I'm only nervous because I don't know what's going on And there's a lot of you guys here And I'm kinda scared He's like yo Just move to the back of the car Yo, man, what that happens, they just start ripping off all my panels on my... Yo, man, I drove a 2004 Honda Accord, bro. Mm. What am I hiding? Right. Ripped off all of my panels, all of my glove box, everything in my car, I mean, my trunk. Ripped all that shit out. While, that was after they slammed me on the trunk, and he was just like, yo, spread your legs and walk forward. I'm trying to do that. I'm like, yo, bro. Which one do you want me to do? You want me to spread my legs and then walk forward? Or you want me to spread my legs and then once you search me, walk forward? He was like, oh, you want to be smart. Yo, man, you know how they got your arms behind your back? Mm. Yo, they do that thing where they lift you. Right. All your weight by your arms. Mm. Hey, man, I'm not no little motherfucker, man. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? I weigh yeah. about 210, bro. Yeah. Yo, he picked me up by my fucking arms, slammed me right where all the homeless niggas be pissing at. Put me on that ground, brand new shit, face the fuck down. down. Then push me in that same corner where all the piss was at. Put me right there. And then uh, they do the, the good cop, bad cop thing. Where the, uh, the, you know, that was the angry white cop. Yo, he, just, he swole as fuck, though. You know what I'm saying? He like 6'4", bro. Mm-hmm. What you going to do? You going to fight this nigga? No. No, you're not going to fight this nigga. You're going you to take an L. You're going to You're going to take an yeah, L. Yeah. You're going to take an L anyway. Yeah. Because yeah, he got yeah. body weight on exactly. you. Exactly. Plus, he has weapons. Right. Bro, then the light, like the Latino dude was like, yo, man, where you work? I was like, yo, man, I literally work two blocks from where you picked me up at. I had just gotten into my car. I was going to the grocery store. I just moved here. I, just, I work in animation, and I don't know what's happening. He was like, yo, I'm so sorry, but we had a bunch of cars stolen. He told you we pulled you over for you running a stop sign. You didn't run a stop sign. We, you fit the uh, description, and you're driving a car. that look, you, The way you drove your car, it looked like you stole your car. And I was like, what? Because I had my window down, and I looked at the eight squad cars outside my place. He how, was do like, you, how, how do you drive a car like, like you, you stole it like you unless stole you're driving wow. 80 without stopping? Right. I don't know. And I just pulled out of my garage. Yeah. Mm. They were outside my apartment building. Right. I pulled out of my... You're probably driving like you don't want to get pulled Dude, the fuck I, over. I'm trying to not hit cars because yeah, right. they have eight squad cars yeah. parked, and they're not doing street parking. Right. You know, motherfuckers, when you street park, yo, you yeah. got to get out of the way. Yeah. You ain't trying to get a ticket. You know, you yeah. get a ticket if you're 12 inches away from the curb. Yeah. Mm. You motherfuckers ain't parked like that. I'm trying to not hit yeah. these motherfuckers, man. Right. Wow. So then, homeboy, corn-fed white dude, hella mad, mm. walked up to me. He's like, yo, you know why you got pulled over, right? I ain't even say nothing to this motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. They let me go, left all of my shit in the middle of Santa Monica Boulevard with all of my panels taken off from my car, of my doors, 
you know, out of my trunk in the middle of rush hour traffic, bro. Shit. I just got here. Right. Welcome to LA. Mm. Yep. And then I had to go to his podcast, but I still made it on time. Made it on time. Because I'm a man of fucking story. integrity. Uh, integrity, you know what I'm saying? There you go. Yeah, no, nah, that was some bullshit, though. Damn. I was pissed because I was only trying to get Sierra Nevada. Nigga, that shit said 7-Eleven. Right. They pulled me before I could get to the 7-Eleven. I just like, like Sierra Nevada because my boy Billy, mm. who I live with in Korea, put me on that shit. <laughs> I didn't realize that was like a microbrewery out here where that's easily accessible. You know, Sierra Nevada back east, you got to get from like, you know, like a nice grocery store. Right. Yeah, you know, we got ABC stores, so then like you can just go to a liquor store, you know. They don't right. sell nothing but spirits there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, that was my introductory to that shit. Wow. I also, though, you know, I've had my car stolen twice. Yeah. Mm. LAPD got that shit back for me The only thing They got my laptop back They got a lot of shit back I had a $5,000 chain though mm. They didn't get that back Right You know Yeah But they have called me At 4 in the morning mm-hmm. When my car got stolen Right And brought me all my shit back So I got a love-hate relationship with them I got pulled over by CHP When I was in Culver City Visiting Mark mm. I'm leaving Mark Crib right I'm kicking it with the youngins Over there Okay Right Uh huh you know the bar next, like down the street. So okay. me and Mike, you know, and you know Chris Bryant. You don't know, so but you know Mark though. Yeah, so you know yeah. where Mark stays. So right. around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Yo, man, I like the joint because I'm like, yo, I gotta drive, so I ain't gonna drink. Right. So I get in the car, I like the joint, man. It's fucking California. I got my card, motherfucker. All right. I like the joint while I'm driving. I mm-hmm. asked the first, you know, when you first light that bitch, <laughs> it don't be wanting the light. Yeah. So it created a little bit of ash. So I light that bitch. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Pull me over They do the sobriety test And he was like Man you good to go bro mm. Just stop ashing Out of the car <laughs> We're not We're not trying to catch Anybody that's just chilling Yeah We're just trying to catch Actual drunk like, drivers Come on man yeah. yeah that's what he said He was like dude I was right behind you Just don't ash Right behind In front of He's like I don't do it You shouldn't do it He was just yeah. like Yo dude I don't care About you smoking Just don't ash In front of me Right You yeah, know right. But that was cool And I've had Cool interactions with mm. You know but I also went to jail um, on Christmas night last year Damn. for fighting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sticking up for the homie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I ain't no bitch-ass motherfucker neither. Yeah. But I had to spend my Christmas day in lockup. That's tight. That's how I woke up that morning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's all good, though, man. You know? Yeah. Not this Christmas, the last one. Okay. You know? Right. Yeah. 2014. Yeah, 14. Okay. But I like LAPD though They cool They're not bad This is the most liberal state in the union bro I'm used to North Carolina police bro Yeah My mother told me She was like I'm just happy you I don't don't need to talk to you I just I feel safer Knowing you're there Mm -hmm. Than you're here Sure Yeah Yeah And, and, And that That hasn't been without a lot of Bumps and bruises man LAPD when I was coming of age, mm-hmm. had a thing called the battle ram, mm-hmm. and that's where they would just oh yeah, well, take so you, a you, tank. You knew you knew LAPD like and that roll LAPD. down, roll down yeah. your roll down your house. Yeah, this is a different LAPD. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this ain't the shit. I'm, yeah, lot. this ain't the shit you know. <laughs> this lot, is new LAPD. A lot of reform. <laughs> yeah, and, and hell yeah, I'm grateful. I'm I'm not wishing for hell the good yeah. old days. Straight you up, know what I mean? yeah, y'all got the Rampart scandal right, no, and all that yeah. crazy shit. Oh, My man. boy Damon grew yeah. up out here. You yeah. know, shout out to Damon Moran. You know. 
Uh, he said the same shit. You know, he born and raised out here. Like that shit is real. They did gang sweeps. Mm-hmm. But it was it was thick out here though. They didn't even have to. But they was fucking thugs though. Yeah, they didn't even have to. They've been thugs since like the you beginning. Ran a stop sign. They they made it completely. Yeah. Yeah. Status quo yeah. from them to pull you over for yeah. no reason whatsoever. Dude, man, I had the most polite cop quote unquote in Hollywood. Sweet. I ran a stop sign yeah. and I was just frustrated with this fucking Prius. Mm-hmm. Like, who isn't frustrated with Prius drivers when they drive all slow? Frustrated with this dude, passed him. He pulled me over. I was going to LaShawn's uh, last birthday party. Matter of fact, shout out mm. to LaShawn. Shout His, out to LaShawn. Uh, Cannon Busters pilot just came out today yeah. for Kickstarter backers. It'll be out, I think, uh, next week for everyone else. Yeah, I was going to his That's birthday dope. party He's last coming on year. the pod. He's coming on the yeah, pod. Yeah, man. yeah, man. Let me know when he come over here okay. so I can talk shit and annoy <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was going to his birthday party, man. I was two hours late because the police pulled me over. Nicest fucking officers ever, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, yo, this dude, like, opened my door for me after he gave me a ticket. But he was like, yo, dude, I didn't want to have to give you a ticket. Mm-hmm. I had to. But, dude, you're a really cool guy. Enjoy your dinner. I was clean as a motherfucker, though. Yo, my fedora was so mean. Did you have a tie on, the whole thing? No, no, no. I didn't have a tie on. But, you know. You were clean. Yeah, but I got pictorial yeah. muscles, though. You know what I'm saying? So I had to unbutton the, like, first three <laughs> buttons. You know what I'm saying? With the man cleavage and shit. Yeah. That's back when I was lifting like a motherfucker. My man so cleavage I had that on. different. Yeah, no, nah, I had that on. You know, my shit was nice as fuck. I had these. I, I was clean. So he was like, yo, man. but And I was just like, yo, dude, I'm just trying to go to dinner. We're going to La Descarga. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, that's how I felt like. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is my shit. This is such an influential song. I had to do, I had to say this as my song for tonight. Because no one has said it before. And I will tell you, this line from uh, Officer, 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 Overseer. Yo, it's one of the best things you could have teach, you could have taught like young black youth. Because it's the same thing, and it actually comes from the same root word, mm. and they function as the same thing. Except now, instead of whips and we being in chains, right. they got pistols. And after they shoot you, they put you in chains, if you're lucky enough to live. So go yeah. ahead and uh, any, any other intro. For so this, this song. is uh, KRS-One. You know, everybody probably knows this song. That's the sound of the police. Whoop, whoop. That's, the, that's that there shit, right? Everybody knows that part. Yeah, that everybody knows that, right? But, like, this song, though, um, you know, I think that the theme tonight was just uh, social relevance in terms of not just police brutality. I think it probably stretched beyond that. Anything that's, like, uh, you know, socially relevant to what's really happening, not per race, mm-hmm. not per anything, just culturally what's happening right um however me and nick we had this conversation earlier as well it was very hard for us to choose a specific song there's so many to go through but because no one chose this right i had to choose this it was this or like public enemy or the ghetto boys or something like that like somebody has to choose a staple of 
where that shit came from. Somebody has to do that. So yes, so this is the foundation. You know, this is KRS One. This is uh, that's the sound of the police, man. sing along to that part and I love it but my I've had a cold for like the last two weeks <laughs> and I was just trying to do it right when it started and nothing came out of my mouth <laughs> I can't do a siren sound right now yo man that's a, that that's that shit is so important right well, that's from like uh, uh nine it's like 92 two yeah 92 I think that album came out in 93 mm. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So Return I'm born in 86 Return of the Boom Bap I'm born in 86 so mm. I was uh Seven, mm-hmm. but I remember that song. Yeah, you know my mom, right? Played real shit. You know she did a good job of raising me, exposing me to good things. You know, and Shout then on that Billy same Conley album, that. Is, is Black Cop, Black Cop on that same album? I believe it is. It's, that was like th- it's like those two go together. You know what I mean? It's like PB and J. Yeah, it's one 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 side duality, man. yin and yang. Yeah, you Stoke. know, and and that that that, but that line though, mm. uh, let's let's expound upon that. I think I think that there's uh, the rest of those bars. They're reminiscent throughout anything, you know. The 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 one issue I had mm. tonight mm-hmm. was not picking a song; it was picking a hip hop song, right. You know, there's so many songs like Curtis Mayfield who I really wanted to pick. Mm. You know, sure. the predecessors of that shit, um, which is very difficult for me not to pick. Uh, but it's crazy though to think that all of those themes are still as relevant today. There's been no progression, and I think that because they pre-existed any other lyrics mm-hmm. for, like in terms of that kind right. of relevance sure, sure. yo man that, that that line yeah 
that one line is one of the most important lines in hip hop history forever. Mm. Forever. Yeah. Dude, he he schooled you. Yeah. You know, I, you know, KRS one, you know, I got my uh I, I'm here and there with him. Yeah, but know? he got one bar. He got two bar. He got two bars with one word. Yeah, and he he flipped up the diction in a way to where there's not. Well, what he, other MC could really well, do? Yeah, that? And he what said, other M- MC it, could really? It, it would have had to have come at that time. Yeah, because otherwise the timing would have been off. And he didn't flip two words. Mm. He took the same word. Same word, yeah. That, he took uh, the root word and then just showed you the exactly. progression of what it was. Yeah. He, even, you know, I actually kind of agree with the whole, like, some things with him, he's, he's stellar and some things like, eh. Yeah, but absolutely. Because he done fell watch, off and he's also watch, hit the fucking mark also. Go, go watch pretty much any interview with any modern rap artist who's really trying to say something mm. and ask them, who are their influences? And it's going to be KRS One and Nas. Mm. Like it's almost like universal. I'll say Rakim. Mm. Yeah, Rakim as well. He's yeah, got to be in there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But like KRS One pops up so much yeah. as a, as a, not, probably not even a musical influence, but just a thought influence. That's it. Yeah, know? no, it's thought like culturally major, progressing oh, yeah. that thought influence. And see, the thing was even it was, the term hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. He defined the shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he made definitions yeah. where yeah. people didn't know they needed them. Yeah. yeah, and he he also really, you know, if you want to get real nerdy about like cadences and in lyrical content, he really started to throw in. You know, he started. He really started to be like, okay, this guy's like a thesaurus. Yeah, this no, guy's you, you, and and that was not. You yeah, know, this guy's not just saying the same. Mm-hmm. You know. The same vocabulary chapter. Over yeah, it's not he's, like the, 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 the it wasn't just pure street vernacular. Yeah. It's woven in. Yeah, he was. He, but he, in in a way that it wasn't. It wasn't. It, I, I don't even want to define it as poetic. It was a little. It, it was effortless, seemed, though. Yeah, it was yeah. effortless. It was There's effortless. an effortlessness to it. I, yeah. I think I don't want to say it's effortless for him for his writing. Well, but it feels, I'm saying that the feel. It's hard not to feel that. The way, feel though. of it, yeah. which is uh-huh. the the Jay Z brand as a whole. Yeah, yeah. the effortlessness has become that's the forefront now yeah to the point that they've differentiated the effortlessness from yeah. the substance yeah. you know oh, but yeah. that back then the effortlessness of delivering pure yeah. substance was always the defining factor you know those those guys always cut through be it rakim yep. big l Nas. i mean you know the list goes on Pac, yeah. you know, the list goes on. You know but what K- I'm saying? But K- and, and KRS, I love the selection because mm-hmm. KRS on any given track is trilingual mm-hmm. at, exactly. at a minimum. Yeah. He's, he's, he's bringing in all the sounds mm-hmm. and all the patois mm-hmm. of Jamaica mm-hmm. and the Caribbean. He's bringing the fucking Queen's English, mm-hmm. you know, and he's bringing... Ebonics, you know, he's 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 bringing at least three languages. I mean, every black man in America, yeah. I don't gotta uh, repeat that Dave yeah. Chappelle line, but yeah. that shit is true. Yeah, you know, every right. black man in America is bilingual mm-hmm. because we can literally speak amongst ourselves, not excluding you, Nick. <laughs> you know, no offense. I lay no claim to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can literally speak amongst ourselves if right. we were trying and say, yeah, you know, pure, pure slang. Right, a vernacular that we would understand amongst ourselves because that's just the way. Yo, man, black people have, black people have uh, innovated language like no other race ever. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I mean, but think about it. Though. Well, I mean, well, I mean, think. Well, I mean, what is rap music? Rap music is literally, it's literally a play on words, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's it's you know obviously lyrical content has been important from in music for you know a hundred years, mm-hmm. but now rap music lyrical content was always part of the content, mm-hmm. but now rap music takes the lyrical content and really makes it mm-hmm. the content, elevates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so now and especially you know. In the in the in the 80s and early 90s, when the a lot of the productions were really p- quite similar, mm-hmm. and you, it wasn't until some of the stuff in the 90s where they still really started blending in, mm-hmm. you know, much more complex rhythms mm-hmm. and beats and stuff like that. Yeah, like 94 it, it, was it, like the yeah, tipping it, point. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 you know, that kind of st- like it, the the lyrics drove everything. I'm not saying that the productions weren't good or anything like that. I, mean, I love old school. You know, well, uh, those are the albums that stand the test of time. Right, the ones mm-hmm. that had like when those producers, yeah, I mean, were, were transcending it, those. It's, it's almost yeah. like you know if you think about punk rock from the seventies versus mm-hmm. what, you what, know, which is, is uh, punk rock now. Yo, like, but that transition so is synonymous, dude. Oh, of course, punk, yo, rock punk and hip hop are are they're undeniably mm-hmm. tied for fucking ever. Yeah, one you of, know, one it's one the of, same thing. They're one, one of, and the same. Yeah, one of many reasons why I chose who I chose tonight because they actually. You know, one of their members actually started in a punk rock band mm-hmm. called Building Better Bombs, and mm-hmm. and um, and uh, and so it's a it's punk rock influence hip hop from mm-hmm. Minneapolis, and it's you know that's one of like a million reasons why I I tried to choose two songs, I sent two songs, <laughs> and I sent two songs that are uh, very much very much um, um, you know uh, higher level, but also very much on the nose. They're both about gun violence. Um, one of them is about uh, Thirty Eight Airweight by Doom Trees about um, um, uh, Bernard Getz, um, who shot four un- uh, unarmed black men in uh, boys, kids, basically in New York in the eighties and eighty four, and uh, claimed that they were, you know, going to uh, uh, kill him, but there was, you know, obviously no evidence. And real frustrating shout out, real quick, when I had done research on this song in the past, uh, biography dot com. You need to get your shit together. You label Bernard Getz as a, a folklore hero. Which is uh, it's wow. pretty. That's a pretty dangerous label. Uh, you should probably fix that. But um, but this song 38, 38 Airweight is um, you know, you, you just listen to it over and over again, and it's just it's 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 part you know, pure emotion and part recounting some of the things that uh, uh, are now very prevalent according this week. But obviously the the subway sh- the subway shooter. This is 1984. This is 30 years ago, yeah. wow. right? You know, it was a very high profile yeah. thing then, yeah. and we're going through it now. And then I try to slip in another song called "Clapped" by Mike McClon, who appears on this track. But it's it's a m- "Clapped" is a very relevant two year old song that is in direct response to um, you know the the th- uh, the events that have been happening. Well, the fact that you're torn is uh, is cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm you know, totally I, okay with that. I, like I, you know, I, like yeah. everybody knows KRS One. I wanted to well, choose I, other songs. I, I wanted, you know, it, but my, I went ahead and took that brunt of that bullet because <laughs> we can't have yeah. this conversation without that song. Well, yeah, and, and I, I went. I also went. You know, my friends who know me too well probably are just going to say I chose this out of favoritism. But I, I but that's I'll, not true though. But I picked Doomtree just because I'm in from Minneapolis. You know, some and which some is the home stuff. of where that shit happened. Yeah, and 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 Mike McClon who sing who who sings who 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 wrote Clapped and also appears on this track. He lives two blocks from where this happened. Mm. He's very in touch with the community. He's a very outspoken, mm-hmm. very uh, uh, um, uh, artistic human being. Um, the, the this is the murder of Philando Castillo. Yes, in Minneapolis, yeah. yes, in uh, Falcon Heights. And right. um, um, I also, uh, but the, 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 the actual 
Um, uh, we can play it, but the actual uh, verse is from an, an artist named C. Slaughter, and I'll explain why I picked it um, afterwards. We're gonna just rewind. Uh, no now. worries, no worries. We're gonna just rewind now. It's uh, it's after his. We can just let it run. Okay. Through, I think. Yeah, we'll run it. Let it run. Self-erasing, not a trace, not a sketch. It's an opal held in place. Bang. I've been thinking about safe. I've been thinking about motives. I've been running in place. Bang. I've been drinking, I'm loaded. Consequences eroded. Yeah, I'm on the fence and they know it. All the politics have been voted. Ain't gonna call it quick to decode it. All my chips will be thrown in sack of shit. I'm reloaded. Shots will fall the distance. Make no difference. Drop in the car, but there ain't no engines. On instincts, on instincts, on instincts. So I, you know, I I, I picked. Um, I love that production, though. It yeah. so, yeah. reflects that the the the, they're, they're, the tension. They're mean you know? on that production stuff. It's, yeah. You know, I, I think had this popped up two days ago, and I would have picked that other song, Clapped, because it's, you know, it's a really gritty. I mean, the the song has you know gunshots in it, and he's yeah. I put Nick on the spot, like yelling. within like yeah. yeah he had to pick but this shit super fast. After so. after the whole, after the culmination <laughs> of the entire week, and just the in crazy senseless acts of violence that have happened the whole week. Of course. I pick Cecil's part because it's really comes off again as deflated, confused, you know, you know, he describes somebody who's half drunk at a steering wheel of a car just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And that's how I, it's just like, I just, I can't, don't know how to process emotions anymore with this, with this week. And I've gone beyond anger and now I just, I just feel like, you know, like I'm just milling around a house, em- like an empty house right now with, with no direction. Mm-hmm. And that's why I picked it. It's, it's a little bit of a, um, esoteric piece but it it you know it came into my brain just because it you know he's you know he's describing there's just things happening there's things happening it's almost like a deer in headlights yeah, beyond him yeah and, and beyond yeah him. and it's it's you know and, yeah. and i don't want to speak for you know you know he could be meaning obviously different i mean but that's how you that, interpret but, it though. but the song itself encapsulates mm-hmm. you know um some stuff uh, it looks like you're gonna queue up clapped as well yeah um, clapped is, is a much darker song yeah. um it's uh you know, I, I I encourage everyone to actually watch the video as well. But um, um, sorry, it is it is a uh, song in the response of the last you know two years of mm. of uh, uh, violence with police. Well, I'm glad that you you pulled that one too because it's almost like a. Uh, it, first off, like I, I started at the beginning, you started as something that's contemporary, and then we'll get to your song as well, which is even more. It's, you know? it's as tempor- contemporary as it goes. Yeah. yeah, you know, so, you know. Head of the game. Yeah, let, let's, let's do that. Beautiful. So, um, and, and who doesn't, f- and, I, I mean, who? I, I feel like you can't like hip-hop yeah. and not like Doomtree. Yeah. You know, like I come to know their work okay. through Nick. Cool. However, as a, just a student of hip-hop, yeah. as somebody that's informed by hip-hop, listening to them, 
I feel their experience. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're, that, they're, that, that intensity is, is, is real, you know, and that's not something. And the reason why I take time to speak about it is the fact that, you know, a lot of cats that just love hip hop, they know Doomtree. I like that. Yeah. I, and I like they that. They know Doomtree. This is perfect for you know? the audience, yeah. you know, that might be listening to mm-hmm. the, the, the Meltdown Network, mm-hmm. you know, is like they might be looking for, I'm looking for something. Yeah. You they're know definitely I mean? something different. And they're, they're, um, they're, they're staunchly independent. There's seven of them. They're they're both producers and rappers. They release their own stuff. They release crew stuff. They they just work together, you know, fiercely. They've been going for like they've done 50 albums over 10 years together, which is bonkers. And they're Damn. completely independent. They have no wow. label. They are their own label. That's and they, they um so they toured uh no they 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 were they were touring with uh Run of Jewels, right? No. Um, oh, they did a couple shows with them. I think they've done shows with them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've done shows with them. But they, you know, oh, they, that they second were just, they were just album. In, uh, they were just mm-hmm. in uh, in okay. uh, town with uh, 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 opening for Earl Sweatshirt, mm-hmm. and um, you know, they're they're definitely on that kind of indie vibe of hip hop. Um, but if you if you're looking for you know clever beats and and interesting lyrical content, I mean, I you know obviously. I'm biased because for many sure. many reasons. But Even uh, some of the illest motherfuckers <laughs> that we all know, right? if they if they do anything that has any kind of merit, we're biased. It's the same circuit, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so that was Doom, that, that was Doom that. Tree. That was Doom Tree, and this is this Mike Mike McClon. Mike McClon mm-hmm. is a member. He's born 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 in LA. He's from LA, moved to Minneapolis. So he's got ties on both sides, and he's um, you know, he's a very outspoken uh, writer uh, in terms of social issues. No, it ain't, cause I'm thinking exactly the polar opposite. That's just something that we gotta say when we wanna cover up and turn a bad thing positive. But nobody made them look. They got a ghetto life fetish. Middle class circus at a lower class zoo. Quarter life conflict, we all drug war. Not everybody from the hood is a killer or a dealer or a villain. Everybody in the hood wanna do something better for their life and their children. Tell you different They probably lying trying to sell you something Ain't nobody trying to hear that woofing Not a motherfucker in this world tell me nothing Somebody gonna play that game They say it's only for the big boys and girls But every game is really played the same You gotta play it if you wanna get a time What you look at the pistol end for Spin it, close your eyes, all you hear is a click Click, click, click Hear no clap, feel no heat Then... Much darker. No. <laughs> you know what though? A lot of it is though. Right. Yeah, that was the issue I had when I was looking through songs, you know, because uh, I wanted to have some sympathy with it too. Right. But um like I said, I defaulted to something that nobody did before, so I had to do that. But I felt as if, you know, majority of that content that's is anger though. Yeah. You know, I mean, would would you rather, you know, funnel it through that? Yeah. You know, and 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 and, and justifiably so. Yeah, it, it is anger. Yeah, I feel anger. I feel rage. Yeah, and that's and that's. You I know? think you know. I think uh, you know. You hear a lot of that in music, and I think Mike's rage comes through very poetically. Mm-hmm. But I think the intensity 
You know, and I think you know. I think you know. There's a a lot of bands that are very good at um, putting out the idea of anger and rage, and I think mm-hmm. like specifically with you know, ironically named Rage Against the Machine, those mm-hmm. guys take sure. it to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. But in 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 hip hop, I think you know you can either uh, uh, show your rage with pure lyrical content, but also or and or delivery. And I think Mike. The bell, pushes yeah. the delivery there. Well, um, you know, I think that the, the, the raw. You, you know, know the what first imp- half of that song has no beat to it. Yeah. What what informs yeah. what informs like, the delivery? Yeah. I think is the potency of the message. Yeah. You know, because not, I, not I, everyone I, in the hood's a, a killer. A yeah. Villain, a no. Dealer, every, everything you know? he said was very true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And 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 if a motherfucker is rapping for sure. He ain't no killer. He ain't doing this. He ain't doing that. Boom. And that's very important to know because, you know, they paint this picture, man. Like, Sean had this bar. He was like, you know, most motherfuckers, yo, they pencil the best parts of the life of the quintessential hustler. They pencil the best, though. Mm -hmm. Pencil the worst, you know. That's one thing that him and Pimp C had in common because they wanted to make sure you knew both, Mm. you know. Pimp C wanted you to know both. Because it's responsibility to pencil the best. You have to tell people about the ramifications as well. Yeah. You know? And that's what he's saying. Like, you know, well, and, that's, and, that's, and, and he's saying more than that in the sense that, like, a lot of these motherfuckers are penciling, they're glamorizing. Yeah. And fanaticizing this shit. Well, I think, I think you know, I think rap, rap, a lot of rap, too, is driven from personal experience, but a lack of trust. Of course. And we were talking about Pusha T earlier, mm-hmm. and Pusha doesn't even trust rappers. Shit. He doesn't Pusha trust don't. You know yeah, That's mean? why he like, don't rap with motherfuckers. Yeah, it's, it's, but Pusha know. one of the illest motherfuckers ever. He's, yeah. His delivery, yeah, like we talked about this earlier, not, yeah. the, not to cut you off, yeah. as a sidebar, and then please continue after, he is one of those people who's never had a change to delivery. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's a yeah. hip-hop legend, like yeah. Jadakiss. Ghostface. Well, I mean, I mean, sometimes it doesn't even Rayquan. feel like it doesn't even feel like you know. Rap to me indicates you know uh, usually a rapper has a cadence that they can follow. You know, and there's like actually if you go on to uh, uh, Vox.com, there's like, they have a great story about where they break down like the last thirty years of rap and mm-hmm. cadence delivery. It's like if you really want to get like nerdy with lyrical delivery, it's mm-hmm. like it's like scientifically breaking it down. Mm-hmm. But Pusha sometimes feels like he's actually talking like mm-hmm. giving an actual monologue yeah. that just happens to line to up be on with beat. the music right. and sometimes i get lost in his music and i'm like holy shit yeah like it just it just worked it's like it's like somebody was able to like stitch the two things together because he was just talking you knew that you knew that from uh i'm gonna tell you the best of the the first time you should ever realize that i think the thing that epitomizes pusha t i fucking body embody him in one verse is virginia You know, Virginia, it ain't shit to do but smile or whatever that shit is. (laughs) Can you cue that up? I had a minute. um, If you well, see, that's not relevant, so we don't need to do that. Yeah. But that verse, though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just went back and I just did a whole like uh, two weeks ago. I just did a whole clip. Yeah. He was like, "Yo, I was like, I'm gonna go listen back to all the clips, like." Beating like I remember plenty of my niggas feeling like OJ beating murder like this shit was okay. That's what it's my dope delivery say. is just <laughs> incredible. So, so what's the fuss about? See the the, Yo, the bonus the bonus track the bonus track off this uh, versology mm-hmm. is um, Virginia by Pusha T. Yeah, no, that's but an amazing amazing verse. An interesting segue from what we just heard with Mike McClon 
and clap. Ooh, nice too, man. Yeah. I like his delivery yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry, Brennan. All good. What Mike was talking about, I I feel like is almost a response on this record. Mm-hmm. So let's just let it play and then we'll talk about it. No, I am not putting this a boy for the hood day. Put my hands in the air and despair, don't shoot. I just want to do good. Pray your father's father will be touching his little daughter, creating transgenerational trauma that should have haunted you. Pray your little cousin ain't fall from the place that you fall asleep. Of course, it's hard for you. W-E. Y'all can have that. I'm smack dab in a hurricane of emotions. Can't even raise my little daughter, my little car. Don't we call her blue because it's sad that. How could I be a dad that? I never had that. Shattered in a million pieces with a glass at. I need a drink, shrink or something. I need an angelic voice to sing something. Bless my soul. Extend your arms, I'm cold. Hold me for a half hour till I'm home. Yeah. I am not poison. No, I am not poison. It's a boy from the hood that. Yo, first off, I've noticed that Hove has been on like uh, some fuck y'all shit where he's not even trying to rap on beat. Right. He's spitting like spoken word shit. Mm-hmm. I think there's fear in that voice. Like like actual like I feel like there's somebody, you know, he talks about calling his 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 child blue. Yeah. Because he's sad. Yeah. Like that I like I feel not that he's he's scared. So you of think that you think there's there, there's more of it even all the way back to him naming his daughter. I think there's I think, you know, I mean he's listen, he's he's getting older. He's he's a family man now. He's you know he's got that whole thing. You know, you have a child. Your your perspective changes. Mm. I think we're hearing that with him now, mm. and I think, but like you said, response wise, right? Mm. With this track is very clearly a response. Yeah, like it's so clearly a response. Mm. But like, man, I think there's a lot of complexity in there beyond just what we're seeing over oh, the of last. Course. I think I yeah. think. I think about think about what's informed his life since what we knew as Jay Z, right. mm-hmm. and that's that, and and that's what I take as the most interesting aspect, because I don't know if I would take his life experiences and then funnel them into that. Mm. It's very unique to him, uh, in a sense that I don't know if I'm on board with it, but I don't hate it because there's so much there quality wise. I can't run from it. Well, I think there's, I think you know what I mean. Like, I don't like his delivery though, right. but I do like his delivery, which is weird. Why <laughs> yeah, the like, fuck <laughs> do I feel like that? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's wonderful though. Right, right, right. It, <laughs> you know what what it makes you uneasy. Yeah, but that's good. Not, yeah. The complexity's yeah. there. Like, you, yeah. like that's oh, the, the complexity know, is that's all the way there. One of the reasons I and the effortlessness is there. A lot of the music that yeah. I chase, especially with hip hop, I look for that complexity, mm-hmm. and I like this track because it has everything. Because Jay, I mean, Jay is he wears his heart on his sleeve. Absolutely. His music is who he is, right? But this track specifically um, um, sounds like it's not just him, but he's seeing, it's like he's, you know, looking, a, you know, maybe he's actually looking from his 100th floor window mm-hmm. apartment at the city and seeing all the different, you know, uh, 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 movements of, uh, of color and, and time go by as, as the streets go by. And I feel like he's trying to speak about 10,000 things at once. Yeah. Yeah. So so to reset for everybody. Yeah, please. Go ahead. This is 
spiritual. Yeah, a new right. a new track. Two days ago, right? Yeah, right after that shit popped off. After um, homeboy in Minnesota died. Exactly. It was before Dallas. Yeah, but after Minnesota. And he said he had a written like, and now I found it on Rap Radar, but it's all over the internet. Like yeah, no, I, I just blew saw it on and CNN. And you know, you know, they do yeah. title shit. Right. And it's title and, exclusive. And, but they, they let title but, yeah. put that shit everywhere. They put. It they don't everywhere. do that shit with most title tracks. With right. Stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, he runs it, so he's like, "This is why I want yeah. this everywhere." Yeah. yeah. It needed to go. Yeah. Nah. His bars on that though, you know, it's it's interesting for me because I feel like the best hove was always the same hove. But his effortless to be able to ride the beat like he's talking to you. Mm-hmm. To me, Pusha T has mastered that shit. Now, Hove is not, there's, there's not a transcendence there. But Hove has taken it in another direction. Right. Where he's embraced more effortlessness yeah. as opposed to the beat. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm Hove. Mm-hmm. You're going to listen to me before the beat. Right. Because if you go back and listen to it, yeah. He competes with the beat. Right. Though he still is on it enough. He's almost like on some Ghostface shit. But he'll never beat Ghostface. Because <laughs> they different. You know, they different. Exactly. Ghostface is in my top five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Straight up. That's Jay's right. in my top five. Yeah. But Ghost is the master of like on beat, on beat, yeah. off beat type. You know what I mean? So, he's, he's not quite right. Ghost. He's not going so offbeat that yeah he's MF something doom. different he's yeah. not going doom where he's like just yeah doing whatever well, he wants well, on which, track, is, right? which is doom right because yeah. see that's what makes doom is in my top five as well doom does what doom wants doom does what he wants but it's nice to see jay though like um because the potency of his message is there that's yeah. what that's what i was trying to say and mm-hmm. i want to hear what you have to say about it because i think jay's messages are usually pretty not linear but pretty focused in his songs mm-hmm. and this one he really feels like he's shooting shooting mm-hmm. a shotgun blast of, of yeah. information he's letting it go that's well put yeah that's well put. It, and it's hard I and mean, you know i think nick hit it on the head with that you know i think it's um he hadn't done that in so long right that to do it when you first do it it's it's funny man i remember listening to this lupe fiasco video when he wrote um uh, fuck fuck uh God, what's that song? Is it off uh, lasers? No, no, no. This is way beyond that. Fuck right. lasers. I'm talking about um, not the cool... Food and liquor? Yeah, it was food and liquor. Uh, it was one of those songs where he just like, he just spewed. And he was like, that was the first song I wrote in six months. Right. So he didn't try to... You know, when you write things and you code things, you don't try to... Uh, you, you you try to make them accessible enough to people to get into it, right? So people can at least if you're gonna code it, you crescendo it, right? Right? Lupe didn't do that shit. Mm. He just let that shit fucking ride, and that was the song he was saying. He's like, yeah, the first rap song. That was the first song I wrote in six months. So when yeah. it came out, it was just like, it was just all this. It wasn't coded at all. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the same with Hove, you know, is, is because he ain't broke no, yeah. yeah, he ain't done nothing 20, like that in so long. Even if he feels that way, yeah. he hasn't expressed it in the terms of I'm going to present this to the world. I'm yeah, going to be lot. judged to the world. And he has a lot of life under his belt since yeah. the last time he did some shit like that. <laughs> Pray your father's father we can touch this little daughter creating transgenerational trauma that shit a haunt you. Pray your little cousin ain't fall from the place that you fall asleep. Of course it's hard for you. Yeah. 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 Y
W-E. Y'all can have that, I'm smack dab in the hurricane of emotions, can't even raise my little daughter, my little car that we call a flu cause it's sad that, how could I be a dad dad, I never had that, shattered in a million pieces with a glass at, I need a drink straight for something, I need an angelic voice to sing something, bless my soul, extend your arms, I'm cold, hold me for a half hour till I'm home, I am not poison, no I am not poison, it's a boy from the hood that do that. We hear artists like CeeLo, mm-hmm. Big Crit, Andre. We hear a lot of guys that consider themselves lyricists. And they have to, because of the fact that they consider themselves lyricists, they have to associate themselves with that brand and they take it that far. But somebody who's always benefited from his effortlessness and just his pure ambiance and being in rap, sure. being her hopes. I think I think being uh, some spoken word on some shit like that, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and and it's even more relevant to the situation, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not about the beat. It's like whole awesome like deaf poetry jam shit, yeah. Yeah. you know. It just so happens that his production is so great there's, that you still think it feels like a rap song, but it's still just hove just on some. Yeah. Regular shit Like you know And you remember You remember that uh, Sorry Sorry Nick One second Like you remember um, uh, Fuck 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 uh, the, the, the black album shit When he had the documentary Fade to Black Fade to Black Thank yeah. you So Fade to Black Remember he was just like Remember he was talking to Homeboy Yeah And you didn't even know He was rapping And then before you knew it The last four lines Had rhymed he was like, yeah, you know, I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. Then blah, 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 blah. And you'd be like, damn, this motherfucker had been spitting bars this whole time. Yeah. And then he looked at his homeboy and he was like, but these is my rhymes. He didn't even break looking at the dude right. so that you knew he uh, was rhyming. Exactly. But you didn't know he was rhyming until he broke and was like, yo, but these is my rhymes. That's what this feels like. Yeah. It feels like that dude just like hove on the corner, like that hove, um, or even before that, Hard Night Life Tour. Mm. Remember when they was in the back? Mm. When him and DMX was doing that one freestyle? First off, I love that DMX freestyle. Because he was like, yo, uh, that nigga said, uh, I had your, I had your wind, what do you say? Uh, I had your windpipe wearing pinstripes. And then took a puff of his cigarette. And I was like, damn. But yo, that was a great, that was a great, you know, but it's that, that kind of thing, you know. But it's nice to see. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I don't know if you guys get what I'm saying, but it's 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 nice to see him elevate beyond uh, that safe zone that he's always operated sure. in. Sure, it's not watch the throne. It's not that, yeah. and it's not anything he's ever done. It's beyond no. that safe zone. It's like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. still safe, but it's yeah. still art. You have the lyrics up, but I mean, am I wrong? But he makes a he makes a uh, he, he has a line about child abuse. Yes, he trans, does. Transgenerational drama. Yeah, yeah. which might be. I, I'm. It's just. It's stuck in my head. Yo, have yeah. you? Have you? That's I don't know if you head. know what's been yeah. going on with the Africa Bambada shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yo, that's some real shit. Yeah. You know, and that's super relevant. Yeah. So it makes sense that he said that. Yeah. That's what that's the parallel I pull from I think that. It's, it's, but it's you also, know, especially with that being like what it is. That's for an artist of his stature to broach topics like that is. Right. That's not very common. Exactly. In just in any music. And to say yeah. it plain spoken too. Yeah. Not saying it, not guising Coding it within it, like yeah. um, yeah. within that's, a narrative, because right. most often than not, if you're gonna say something that has that level of impact, yeah. is within a narrative. And I, I got I gotta be honest. I mean, there's a big assist. Like he scored the bucket, but there's a big assist 
on this whole track from Kendrick Lamar. Of course. Who's yeah? I've Kendrick, don't get <laughs> started. You know, I mean, I, I, Kendrick is the truth, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Kendrick is the truth. You know, I, I think like I Jay think, looking like oh, I think the two nicest the motherfuckers on the planet, like, the yeah. two yeah. nicest motherfuckers on the planet, yeah. are Elzai and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Elzai just ain't got the right production, but I will tell you this: that's a statement. <laughs> yeah, I, and I stand by that shit. All right, all right. Elmatic, Elzai pod coming soon. Yeah, Elmatic. <laughs> With Will Sessions, where they redid all that, uh, all the Illmatic songs and live instrumentation with yeah. that sessions, that sessions band, mm. yo, the some of the best hip hop you will ever experience in your fucking life. Illmatic dope, dope. is amazing. Yep, yep, it's amazing. Totally, agree. That's it's, what's it's, up. it's like undeniably amazing. So Jay Z, I I took the easy route. I took the newest. <laughs> I mean, it just song. came out two days ago, just so you, 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 should, you should. All right, I, yeah, I, I yeah, picked yeah. probably like a very unknown. Right. Everyone's like, "Who the hell is he talking?" See, but about that's right why now. we balance yeah. each other well. Yeah, yeah. And that's we, cool. Then we came out with the foundation. Yeah, and and it's cool because I mean, because of the shit, um, that I or the the power or the respect that I attribute to hip hop artists, absolutely, that I recognize their influence mm-hmm. and. I had a problem with Jay-Z for a long time because it's like you said, I didn't necessarily see that other side. You just saw the... The Big Willie yeah, style. Yeah, you saw the Big Willie style. You yeah, saw... That's you, a good way to put it. You saw the materials. Yeah, but that's side. a New York term. You know, you're Big Willie. Yeah. yeah. And, you, you, and, and, and so I, mean, I, I was Jay, like, Jay I got to I gotta put him down because... Well, because, well, see, the thing I've tried to Jay-Z, tell people, you, yeah. can't, you can't talk that Big Willie talk like yeah. him. If you don't have an awareness of the other side, but Jay Z, Jay Z, and I think I know where you're coming from too, because Jay Z, I mean, rap very quickly became pop music, mm-hmm. but Jay Z solidified it. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I'm a I'm a staunch lover he of did, popular though. music. Sure. But he, you're very right. He, he defined. He, he ushered mm-hmm. hip hop into a new era. He did with his music on the yeah. back of Biggie. Mm-hmm. Biggie did yeah. it first. Yep. And by default, he took over New York yeah. as a friend of Biggie. But he went But full was global. just as nice. Full yeah. global. I mean, all, yeah, well, I can't say global. just as nice. I will say that. Took the formula. I'll say that. You know yeah. what, though? He did do that. But you know what? Biggie had two albums. Same thing with Big L. Mm-hmm. But Hove yeah. came with Monster Bars. Yeah. Like, and Monster yeah. Production. Straight up. Right. It, Yo, man. Reasonable Doubt is one of the best albums of all time. It's great. And he never 1996. And, and, he never sabotaged himself. Never. He never yeah, man. sabotaged Because we don't we're not built like that. I don't yeah. know where these niggas is right. built these days where they just like <laughs> shoot yeah. themselves in the face. Right, right. I've never seen that before. We're not talking weird. It's the getting weird. weird yeah. Man. Yeah. I feel like it man, if we it, on a lesser scale, yeah. Right? And we can all say that. Yeah. If we decided to do a meat meal or some shit and mm-hmm. just take repeated L's to the face <laughs> we'll be out of our industries yeah. you know I mean that's it's own topic but that's like you know it's that's like getting shoved down six times and right. you just you're, everyone's kind of walked away at this point but yeah, I would well, say some of the greatest artists of all time I would say have had if, that if, but if, see, if the, look, the, see the difference is though yeah. they don't have that library to back it up he, I don't feel yeah. like he has that shit yeah. you know and I'm not a hater man yeah. yo I love to see a black man getting money absolutely 
per, like, and I'm not a hater, bro. No. You know, I want to see him get back up, and I think that would be a great story. However, mm. some motherfuckers just shoot themselves in the face. Oh, yeah. But with the people that we grew up listening to, nobody ever played themselves. Mm. No one. That's a new occurrence, bro. Well, I mean, name can, somebody who played themselves Michael Jackson. Oh man, you taking it to another level. <laughs> I'm just saying, about like, it, like, 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 I'm my, talking about like, like rap in terms of rap in terms of like, let's say from. Okay, let me give you some constraints so we don't get too in too much of a debacle because this okay. can this can be a debate for sure. Yeah, um, and we're gonna wrap this up. We got <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I would say from '96 <laughs> to come back. How about this though, Brandon? Mm. We'll, we'll we'll have that shit. Yes, on another fucking podcast on the, on the next on the next episode. Yo, man, we came in here. Yo, shout out to the homie Nick Aarons for coming in here, blessing yes, us with some of his uh, intellect and his presence and shit, man. You know what I mean? I'm glad to in- introduce him to the uh, awesome hip hop yeah. shit Mr. family. Robot pants. Yes. Yeah, yeah, robot pants, man. Everywhere. Yeah, you'll see a lot of uh, uh, point outs of my stupidity on Twitter and uh, just, you know. I actually post uh, photography on Instagram. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and yeah, yeah. Awesome. ill-ass fucking photographer, too. <laughs> nice. Hey, man, I'm going to have to ask you to job. stop being so fucking talented this shit. <laughs> it's there the dream it job. Nice. Fucking fucker. Yeah. All right. Another one. <laughs> we need We need that. We need we that in the click. That. Yeah. Yo, man, I'm glad I could bring somebody by f- for the up. podcast. Yes. You know what I mean? And uh, always a pleasure, Brandon. Indeed. You know Thanks, I mean? Chase, for coming through. Course, man, you know I come and run my mouth, man. I got to redeem myself for like seven more podcasts for the first time I was on here talking mad reckless. <laughs> hey, yo, but that shit I said, staying true, though. <laughs> Fuck your podcast. <laughs> Big shouts once again to uh, Wednesday's Finest, um, the un- not underground hip hop museum as I've called it in the past, mm-hmm. the Universal Hip Hop Universal Hip Hop Museum, which is um coming big time. You missed the homie, man. Yeah, it's it, but but he's 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 still with us. <laughs> he's just in a different time zone. Yeah, that's all it is. So we're gonna keep it connect connect gang, most deaf. Yeah, we'll we'll bring it back full circle. Yes, and um. That's what's up. Yo, man. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Peace, one love, man. Peace, you one know, love. Don't shoot nobody in the face and then check out at St. Chase, at Robot Pants, at Blockheads, at Blockheads.net. Yeah. Boom. There, there it go. is. That's bomb, bomb. Y'all be good. This episode of On Some Hip Hop Shit was produced by Brandon Schultz and Adam Silverstein, engineered by Mason Booker, and recorded at the Meltcast Podcast Studios, Hollywood, California. They got street legends. Our theme was produced by King Smo of the Animal Crackers, and a special thanks Francisco, Gaston, Mark, and Mike Davis. Artwork by Self Uno. Tweet to us at our brand new handle at on some hip hop shit. And that is what's up. <laughs>